Welcome to episode three, the Leeds United edition of the Peaked Too Early podcast. Uh, I am your host, Blake Munchell, and I am joined by the ever-lovely Oster- Oscar Saywell, who is very busy this week, so we will be playing some Bielsa Ball podcasting, where we are yes. frantic, desperate, <laughs> on a knife's edge, but hopefully still entertaining. Oscar, other than busy, how are you? I'm good. I had my first proper day of adulting today, I guess. First day of work. Um at the school I work at, so it's very hectic, but I'm happy to be here as always. And yeah, pretty much this is, I've been looking forward to it all day. So especially the game that we're going to play later, um, just, you know, to tease the listeners into listening to the whole thing. This will, we decided because we were so busy, we were going to try to jam another segment into this podcast. Um. So uh, just my one comment on Oscar, he's graduated from being a six foot four child to being a six foot four man. So congratulations, Oscar. Thank you. Yay. Finally, it's been 22 years in the making. So there you go. Um, Okay, so let's hop straight into it. Um, I will be taking the lead this week. Um, I am the Bielsa. Oscar, I guess, is Patrick Bamford in this situation. The disciple, Uh, yeah. So, uh, starting with uh, match recaps, Manchester City 5, Arsenal 0. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe you watched this entire thing. Uh, we could have an entire podcast about this match in Arsenal and City. Yeah. and um, Yeah, we could. I, I wish I watched this whole thing. I didn't actually watch any of this. Um, I was asleep. And I have also, yeah, uh, I, I've seen a few of the goals, but not all of them. Um, I feel like the one thing I'll say on this is that you you knew that Arsenal were going to lose, right? But and so it's it's almost as if like if they had just lost two or three nil, we would have spent no time on this because it's like standard City beat City are better than Arsenal. But because of Arsenal's capitulation, because of the red card, because of the personnel that that Arteta decided to put out, we have to talk about this match. Yeah, the first goal, just seven minutes in, is five foot eight Ilki Gundawan scoring a header over Callum Chambers. And this is my personal vindication because I've said so many times that Callum Chambers is not just not Arsenal quality, he's not even Premier League quality. Mm. Uh, and how you're a central defender and you get beat by a five eight attacking nice. midfielder in the air. Yeah, who has no just, knees, by the way. It just so can't jump. You know. Yeah. And then about five minutes later, uh, the ball just, you know, magically trickles its way through four Arsenal defenders, um, drops to Ferran Torres, who pokes it in. Um, and it was just 12 minutes of absolute chaos. I thought the first half could have ended 6 0. Uh, yeah, truly. I thought. Truly. Uh, Martin Odegaard was horrible, gave away the ball a bunch of times. Um, and then uh, the next important thing that happened was a Granite Xhaka uh, red card, which what I thought was 100% deserved. Oscar, did you see the red? Uh, I did, and of course it's deserved. Um, insane, frankly. Uh, it's like retaliation, yeah. you know. He's never going to get away with that. Um, 
And I thought a lot of Arsenal players came out of that red card looking really bad. Uh, like Cedric, he, he seems like a pretty nasty fella. Um, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, I yeah. still find it extraordinary that he is like the starting right back for Arsenal, by the way. Um, and then after that, uh, Gabriel Jesus uh, would have, score a tap in. It was horrendous from Callum Chambers again. Um, Rodri with space and time from outside the box and he just passes it in. He doesn't even look like he's attempting. Mm-hmm. At this point, the Arsenal fans were cheering for City. Um, they were going crazy. Yeah. Uh, in like an ironic celebration, which is always fun to see. Yeah. Uh, Ferran Torres would score a header, uh, proving, you know, maybe he might become a striker. Uh, oh, yeah. So I just wanted to do it hop all. in real quick and say that, I mean, I think with the way that Ferran Torres is progressing, if you look at his movement, uh, it's just so striker esque. It's like you know, jinking to the left, to the right, making all these runs, good finishing. You know, uh, Pep's converted players before, and I think Ferran Torres is the next one on the conveyor belt to be probably converted to an out and out striker, which is exciting. Yeah, um, and then it was one of these matches where in the final six minutes of regular time and three minutes minutes of stoppage time or however much was put on every single city player was like bombing forward just trying to get their name on the score sheet um which is how you know it's been a like truly dominating match Um, yeah yeah and i will leave this recap with a question for you um on a scale from one to ten how hot is mikel arteta's seat right now uh i think it's an eight I think that if if Arsenal lose to Norwich, he will be sacked. I think that, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that if they don't turn it around soon, he will be sacked. Um, embarrassing. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Very, very hot. Uh, what percentage confidence do you have that he will be the first manager sacked this season? Oh, that's a good question. Uh... Oh, that's, uh, I don't know, 70%, solid 70%, I guess. That's fair. Yeah. I think Bruce, well, he's never going to get sacked. No, Bruce is not going to get sacked. It's going to be someone who's like in the relegation spots. Yeah. And there's going to be a desperation, well, Arsenal, but there'll be a desperation firing if it's not Arteta. Um, Okay. Uh, Moving on. Uh, The next match that occurred. It's going to break my heart, but uh, was Newcastle-Southampton. If you were a neutral, this would have been one hell of a match to watch. Uh, It started out the first 40 minutes. Both sides were absolutely atrocious. Um, You know, relegation quality from both sides in the first 40. Uh, The final five minutes were better. Um, The only player in the first half who came out I would say as a positive, I would say to Alex McCarthy and Tino Livramento, who uh, so ex Chelsea youngster was unreal this match, although it was against Newcastle. So I don't know if he's actually very good or it's just Newcastle. Um, but there were a massive anti Bruce chance. The team was booed off at halftime uh, and whatever happened in the dressing room appeared to have worked because Newcastle came out 
a lot better than they went into it, although unfortunately, so did Southampton. Uh, in probably the best moved work by uh, Newcastle I've seen in a long time, uh, there was a brilliant Fab Share chipped uh, you know, long ball to Murphy who headed it square and Wilson headed it in, uh, which is miraculous because Callum Wilson, as proficient as he is, he is one of the worst headers of the ball of any, you know, super striker who has scored so many Premier League goals. He is very bad at heading. Um, but he scored. Uh, Newcastle would take a 1-0 lead and uh, pretty much immediately go on the back foot. Uh, El Yunusi would put a shot at Freddie Woodman, who did well to save the first shot, but unfortunately the parry went right back to El Yunusi, who I don't think he's shooting. I think it just bounces off of him and goes into the goal. Um, then Newcastle were like, oh crap, I guess we shouldn't be on the back foot. They would go back on the front foot. Uh, Joe Linton did well, um, timed his run excellently, turned and dropped Salisu, who had a phenomenal game for Southampton, put it on a plate for Frazier. Frazier's shot was saved, but uh, Alan St. Maximin would smash it in, uh, celebrated with the crowd, which is super not allowed, but it happened, and it was nice to see despite the recklessness. Um, you know, it's still like... It's a mixed feeling about the celebration. Um, it was great to see all that emotion, but I'd rather not risk any public health, uh, you know, uh, yeah, casualties. Um, and then, in typical Newcastle fashion, one minute later, Jamal Lascelles hacks down Adam Armstrong and James Ward-Prowse, who had a pretty poor match, would convert... Um, I my the big talking point about this game, I think there's two. One is there are so many Newcastle matches where after the match, the opposing side goes, "Wow, we played so poorly. I have no idea how we got a point out of that." Mm -hmm. uh, it happens all the time with the Villa match this season. Villa fans afterwards were like, "We should not have gotten anything from this game. We deserve to lose. We played so poorly." But when you play Newcastle, you can play the most like utter shit football and you can still you have a decent chance of getting some points um yeah. and also this is uh three matches in the premier league and three penalties conceded uh including two for lascelles um how concerning is this newcastle penalty record um how concerning is that i mean everything about newcastle is concerning um i i wouldn't necessarily put too much like stock in penalty records um i think i wouldn't even i think that that's probably one of the very few negative statistics about newcastle that are just purely unlucky i would say pretty much everything else is like self-inflicted but the penalty record is is a nothing to me i think it's 50 50 um okay. i think a large part of it is fitness like newcastle just are not a fit team at all and i think yeah. the fatigue oh, at so the end ridiculous. of matches yeah. has caused you know th these last season and this season the end of matches are so nervy uh because just every player is absolutely dead on his feet um 
you know, it sucks. It sucks being a Newcastle fan right now. There's so much negativity. But, yeah. you know. The fitness, the fitness thing is just, like, inexcusable, frankly. Um, because really? I think, yeah, go. We're the only team in any sport I know of that doesn't run at yeah. practices. I know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's truly ridiculous. Like it, it makes no sense. So, all right. I'm um, sorry, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, moving on to uh, Brighton, Everton. Uh, I thought Brighton started incredibly. The first 15 minutes was all Brighton. And then, you know, uh, something changed. And all of a sudden, Everton decided to uh, play football. Uh, mm-hmm. They would take the lead through Damari Gray. Again, uh, yeah. Yeah, who scored a very direct goal. Literally just ran straight and shot and scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have in my notes, I think he's already worth the fee they paid for him. Easily. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that I would mean, be a phenomenal... Like, yeah, yeah, the millions to goal ratio. You know, for any attacking player would be, you know, extremely good. Uh, I have that Pickford saved a really nice free kick, um, continuing his relatively good vein of form. Uh, and then some controversy in the 58th minute. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was a soft penalty. Um, I didn't think it was yeah. not a penalty. The weekend, yeah, yeah. But I think if it hadn't been called on the pitch and VAR looked at it, they wouldn't have called it a penalty. But because it was called a penalty, they stuck to it. Whatever, I'm not... It's whatever. But the controversial part is the reaction to this, uh, where Richard Lisson picks up the ball. uh, (laughs) uh, Coleman is yelling at him to give it to DCL. DCL is trying to grab the ball from him. Richarlison is, like, irate. Yeah. Uh, Super Townsend hard. comes up to him. Richarlison pushes Townsend, and then Townsend and Richarlison get into it. Uh, and then Allen comes over, and I guess it's like Brazilian camaraderie. Um, and he yeah. takes Richarlison's side, and then Coleman gets into it with Allen. And then Decora yeah. is yelling at maybe Michael Keane. I couldn't I tell. Know, I don't know. He was yelling at somebody. Yeah. Uh, what? What what do you make of any of that? Oh, I was yeah, so confused. So I was confused. I actually was surprised listening to some podcasts today. I mean, some people... Oh, no. Yeah, it was that. And then also, I don't know. I think I watched highlights and then read the comments. I didn't find... It was not that crazy. Like, I don't know. I don't... It, it, at the very least, I don't know. It shows that he cares. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a low bar. I, I wasn't that put out. Like... On, on the comments on YouTube, all these Everton fans were going crazy about it. And they were saying ridiculous things like, get out of the club. Like, he, he's not even good. Like, he thinks he's way better than he is. Ever, like, Richarlison is... Like, just look at the record. With him in the team, they win. Without him in the team, they lose. Like, that's, that's how it goes at Everton. So, th- those reactions to, to this incident were, were really strange to me. I feel like if I saw that in, at West Ham, if it was like, I don't know, Antonio was like, I wouldn't be like super chuffed, but it did. It's not. I don't know. I didn't. It didn't bother me as much as it seemed to bother other people. It's kind of funny, frankly. Um, and I, 
I don't know. I think it shows that that they care. Maybe people think that it it's like, oh, I only care about like me, you know, the the player getting the record, getting the goal, I guess, but no, nah, it's it's not a big deal to me. I was pretty bemused by the reactions. I think it's not unnormal to see Yeah, you know, exactly. It's someone like not yeah, try people to do take it all the time. ball from the penalty taker, but it is strange to see it devolve into like five players versus six players I mean, on a pitch. I think I was watching very closely for his reaction after DCL put it in. And so I was like, okay, if Richarlison walks back to the halfway line in a strop, that's bad. But he didn't. He ran to DCL. And then they huddled as a team, clearly talked it out, patted Richarlison on the head. Dominic Avalon and Richarlison, like, just sort of had a moment where they were like, okay, and then they moved on. I mean, it's not that whack to me. Like, I was, I was reading comments and hearing people say, like, Richarlison doesn't care about Everton. Rubbish. Like, Richarlison, like, I'm sure you can criticize him as much as you want, but he's a hard, like, he works hard for a team. I don't think he's, like, a, you know, it's not, like, it's not even as bad as, like, remember when Neymar used to, like, just refuse to let Cavani take penalties? Like, that, that's pure ego. But this seemed different to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt too much. Yeah, I mean, I, I to go into this not liking Red Charlie Sun, so. But I also don't like DCL. So my good outcome of this would have been like a fist fight between the two of them. That's the only time I would have yeah, been. Yeah, a la Graham, Solo, uh, Graham Lasso and whoever the other guy was. Yeah. Yeah, says a lot about the other guy. <laughs> you go Graham Lasso and... Yeah, he's guy. pretty famous too, but yeah. I mean, because I like Graham Lasso a lot, and the other guy, I'm sure, I don't know, said something stupid to him because Graham Lasso always got those like homophobic jokes when he was a player. Anyway. Oh, one last thing on Everton is that it looks like they're going <laughs> to... Uh, Solomon Rondon might, slash hopefully is coming uh, to Everton, and I love that. Yeah, same with uh, Sean Longstaff. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, really? the rumors, yeah, they're still persistent. Well, yeah, Rafa's gonna, the, I kind of want Rafa to do a really good job with Everton. I hate Everton, but I love Rafa, so you know, yeah. I, I kind of uh, like yeah. it. It's kind of chaotic. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. hope Rafa has a good season, but Everton have a bad season. I'm not yeah, sure somehow, how that'll work. Somehow. Everton get sixth. I don't know. Or is in like Everton are in like the top four for the whole time and then fall out at the very end. And so it's like Rafa did a great thing, but Everton a shit kind of thing. There you go. Yeah, moving on to other shit sides. Uh, mm. West Ham, Crystal Palace. Uh, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, West Ham, what a fun watch we are this season. You have to say, uh, what is that? Ten goals now in three games? Four and three for Mikel Antonio. Uh, this was a 2-2 draw at the London Stadium. A very unnecessary 2-2 draw we should have won this game um i think very there was some complacency about the performance um craig dawson was horrible um and we're gonna do our transfer roundup which the transfer window is getting very exciting uh like now and i'm sure tomorrow but we just signed kurt zuma and that seems like a big upgrade on all our center backs probably barog bonner who's like in his old age has turned into a very very good center back um, but you know, you, you, it was all us, uh, lots of pressure in the first half and it, and it culminated in a really nice, like cute goal by Pablo Fornals, some interplay between him 
and Mikel Antonio. And so we go into the half 1-0 up. Everything looks great. And then Conor Gallagher scores a, a scrappy goal in the 58th minute, you know, right after halftime. Um, very unnecessary to concede that goal. Craig Dawson isn't picking. It, it, Craig Dawson just doesn't pick him up, uh, pick up his man, basically. There's a flick on and he scraps it in. Um, we scored two, like 10 minutes later, Mikel Antonio uh, with a breakaway goal, another great goal by him. Um, he is on fire. Please, please don't get injured. He just got called up by Jamaica for the first time, finally. Uh, so please don't get injured, Mikel. And then um, the worst happens and we concede in, it says the 70th minute here, but it was, I swear to God, it was under a minute. Like it was ridiculous. Um, this time it was Conor Gallagher again, who Cruyff turns, um, oh my God, he Cruyff turns Craig Dawson like 10 yards out and then just puts it past Fabianski. It was, it was, I mean, Gallagher has like a lot of, he's a good player to be fair. He's quite agile. He's got a lot of energy, but he made Craig Dawson look like about 42, um, so it was very disappointing, and then, and then honestly, it was nervy uh, for the rest of the match. It was, it was, it wasn't great. It was, it was all Palace, and that's why they ended with more possession uh, and and some more dominant passing stats and and uh, tackling stats and and pressure stats. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Uh, kind of disappointed. I can't complain about the start to the season. We we are certainly a, a fun side. I hope that Craig Dawson. It, sorry, I hope that Kurt Zuma is an upgrade. Uh, he signed a bumper deal, five years. Apparently, he's on one hundred twenty-five thousand a week, uh, highest-paid player in the squad, which you could possibly argue is a risk uh, for a player that's kind of stepping down from a, an elite side to to a not elite side. Um, but yeah, I mean. Not not like searing anal analysis of uh, the way we play, but you know what you get with, with West Ham. Uh, unchanged starting eleven. Antonio is impossible to deal with. Uh, we have you know Ben Rama looks pretty good again, and Fornals is really stepping up, and Bowen is great. Uh, we're a good side, and long may it continue. Yeah, I think West Ham are solidifying themselves as the you know tenth to seventh place like like I hope for so. we need a, stability so yeah for a visible future you can see the makings of a 10th to 7th place premier mm -hmm. league side for the next few seasons um yeah uh moving on uh leicester city 2 norwich 1 uh uh just if you if you put it on a plate for Jamie Vardy, he will score it. Um, he, the man just, what is he, 37? He just does not uh, quit. 34, uh, Jamie Vardy. Only 34. 34. Yeah, he's not that old. Uh, I thought he had a very tidy finish in the eighth minute. Yeah. Uh, then they uh, played Jamie Vardy in one-on-one -on -one again, and Tim Krul had an excellent save. Shout out my Newcastle boys. Uh, and then uh, right before halftime, Soyuncu. Who, since coming back from Benchin, um, I think he's mm. a few steps back. But 
Uh, he slides into the back of Lee's Malou. Uh, it was unnecessary and strange, and Timu Puki converts. Uh, and then, of all players, Mark Albrighton scores the game winner uh, yeah. in the 76th minute. Mark Albrighton. Uh, and I thought he scores quite well. I love Mark uh, Albrighton, by the way. Norwich would equalize, but uh, Todd Cantwell would be called offsides. Um, not... I, I don't really understand the ruling, uh, but I just need to like read what the exact rule is right. about when you can block the goalkeeper and when you can't and how offsides plays into that. Because I believe the reason this was disallowed was because he was shielding Schmeichel from an offsides position, which is mm. not allowed. Right. But there are times where you can shield the goalkeeper. I just don't understand when exactly you can. Um, I thought overall Norwich made Leicester play relatively low quality football, and it almost worked for Norwich. Um, that being said, I think Norwich are bang on bottom of the Premier League. By the end of the season. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I just don't see who other than Newcastle uh, awesome. could be. Arsenal aren't going to be. As much as I'd love Arsenal to be bottom yeah. at the end yeah. of the season. I see, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Arsenal we'll will see. not be bottom. I think, yeah, as, as, as usual, just completely like, um, it, like just everything is irrelevant right now essentially is what i'm trying yeah to yeah norch need to change something um yeah i think if they, they probably continue do. um that being said they're not bottom right now so they're doing no. something right no uh brentford villa um i think villa. this is like you know the the hipster derby um why the they're both like you know sides that hipsters like Oh, 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 right, yes. No, they, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's that's a good shout. I like that. Sorry, I didn't I was slow to catch on. Okay, yeah. I didn't watch this match. What happened? Ivan Tony finally scored. Yeah, he finished extremely well. Um it was an excellent assist by whoever assisted him. Um I could not see on the goal or the replay who got the assist. Uh not asked to look it up, but uh finished it extremely well. Um, right. And it was a great flick assist. Mm. Um, and then a few minutes later, uh, Buendia had a great turn um, and a great finish from just outside the box. Yes. It was an unreal start to the match. Um, and uh, Ezri Kansa, the ball dropped to him in the box and it just it came to him so quickly that he had time, but I think it surprised him and he kind of mm. screwed it up. Um, put the shot in a very savable space. Um, Danny Ings got the rebound, but the second save on Ings by David Raya was superb. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of Brentford's success this season will uh, depend on how well Raya's uh, goalkeeping translates to the Premier League. Um, yeah, and then, he's been good so far. Yeah, Um Janalt score, uh, scored a goal. Um, he stole it off the uh, punt from Martinez, um, and it was obviously disallowed, but that didn't stop Janalt from celebrating. Um, I thought it was an excellent match overall, 
both sides had tons of chances. Um, although Brentford only two shots on target, but I think that's a little harsh on them. Uh, overall, you know, I think it deserved a 1-1 draw from each side. Uh, but my question for you, Oscar, is uh, what will Brentford have to do to convince you that they can stay up this season? Uh, yeah, I guess increasingly looking like they're, they're more solid. Um, I basically be competitive in March. <laughs> I, I don't really know what else to say. I think I've just been thinking about it over and over again where it's just like I don't care about where anyone is right now because it just, I mean, once again, it's not good to say as like, a co-host of a podcast about football but doesn't mean anything it just really doesn't like we we just have to wait um uh yeah consistency that i guess and i i think i think that uh, they'll have to show me that they can play in multiple different ways right now they're playing a very f- frank way um and and i don't think that unless you're like marcelo bielsa that necessarily works in the premier league uh i think you have to show a lot of Dexterity, I, I'm, I could just be talking rubbish. Um, I, I just don't pay much attention to to this kind of stuff right now. Um, I really hope they stay up, uh, for sure. Uh, uh, goals, I guess, right? I mean, they look defensively very solid, but if Ivan Tony doesn't kick on, where are the goals coming from? Uh, kind of thing. He scored thirty three in the championship last season. He's their main goal scorer. Um, if for some reason he doesn't step up, then you're looking at relegation because maybe you don't concede six a game like Norwich, but you're still going down kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I will not spoil my predictions for next week on where Brentford finished Mm. the season. Uh, Moving on to a match. I know we both watched because we texted each other throughout the entire thing. Yes. Liverpool, Chelsea uh, ending in a one, one draw. Uh, not the way I predicted it, but quite the entertaining match. It was um, entertaining, yeah. Um, this, I th- it started out, yeah, yeah, with uh, much to my chagrin, a Kai Havertz goal right after yes. I texted you about him being awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, the thing I want you to talk about is okay, who exactly does the fault of this goal fall on? Is it a hundred percent Henderson is a hundred percent Allison, uh, because even watching it back, um, in my opinion, that's a good question. Yeah, I think it's it's a good header. It's a looped header, and that's a lot to ask of a goalkeeper. But I think yeah, and I am not sure how you will respond to this, but I think for a goalkeeper who is considered in parentheses or in quotation marks, the best goalkeeper in the world, Mm. you would expect the best goalkeeper in the world to save that. Um, That being said, awful by Henderson, but what, what's your opinion on it? I would go, I would blame Henderson more than Allison. Um, I would caveat this by saying, I don't Kai Havertz has just thrown his head at it. Like, kind of thing like he's just like there's no way he means to put it in that area of the goal he's just like looped a header backwards and it's gone in frankly henderson um i can't pull out like statistics of him marking people in the box but it's not great like he's pretty static he doesn't really 
try and use his body to to put Havertz off enough for me. Uh, Havertz is like six foot three. He's pretty tall, but he's also like a wraith. So you can definitely bother him. like you. I think. Um, yeah, basically. Um, complacency? I don't know. Maybe harsh to level that at Henderson, but maybe he's sort of thinking, oh, this is not going in. And then and then it does. Um, I, I, I'm not 100% sure. I, I'm interested that you've actually sort of picked out this incident as like something to... I hadn't really thought of it that way. I, I mean, I'm the first to say that I don't... I'm not great at like looking at defending and sort of figuring out like who's bad, who's not bad. It's not my strong suit. But um, yeah, I think I go more Henderson than than Allison. Um, I would say uh, in general this game, uh, I think Liverpool are very lucky that that uh, James got sent off, and I would prefer not to get into because that's just that's how the rules work, and James got sent off because he got sent off, kind of thing. Um, but I think Chelsea would have won this pretty com- comfortably if they hadn't gone down to, to 10 men. I don't think Liverpool were looking that solid, uh, despite the fact that they were in front of the cop. So, um, obviously, they dominated from, from, from the second half onwards because, because, of the, because they were down to 10 men, Chelsea. But sort of a lucky break for Liverpool, I think. And they'll be ruining the fact that they couldn't beat Chelsea. Yeah. Um, I agree with what you just said. Um, and my my final question before we move on is just a lot of the headlines were, oh, you know, Chelsea, w- they, they should be happy with, you know, getting out with a 1-1. And yeah. I understand that Liverpool, you know, they dominated the second half. But do you really think Chelsea would be, in quotes, happy with the 1-1? Absolutely I still feel not. like, yeah, I feel like it's a massive disappointment for Chelsea. Yeah, uh, with just is. how dominant they were, they should have. Chelsea are Chelsea are better than Liverpool right right now. I mean, maybe in eight months it'll be different, but right now Chelsea are better than Liverpool, and they okay. They probably there's probably no way that they can beat Liverpool with ten men. Just simply Van Dijk is at the back, and that's just not going to happen when you don't have an extra man to to sort of push push forward but but they I think they would have won that match if if they had 11 and so no they won't be happy absolutely not yeah fair enough um moving on uh to another 1-1 draw Leeds United 1 Burnley 1 uh this was a continuation of Burnley's surprisingly decent footballing um and uh, yeah. that being said, it very quickly turned into a super chippy match. Um, I thought there were several chances of a red card in this match. Um, most significantly, uh, Ashley Barnes flying in with two feet raised high on Diego Lorente. Mm. Uh, and as a retaliation of a non-call on Lorente earlier on, um, I learned today that Burnley and Leeds are technically rival clubs. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like the roses, the roses, yeah. the roses derby, which I don't really get because there's like four roses derbies, right? Blackburn, Burnley, yeah, it's Leeds, just, and you know, it's it's Lancashire, and Yorkshire. Lancashire, yeah, yeah Lancashire, Lancashire and Yorkshire. That's 
you know, that's why. But, you know, I didn't know these. It really felt like a Darby. Because uh, it is. Was... I mean, Lancashire and York, but... they don't like each other. I mean, the regions, basically. There you go. I didn't yeah. know that they. Yeah, like, no, they are very. I thought it was so, one of these. Yeah. My, whatever. My mum's family is like the Lancashire Yorkshire split. And there's many family jokes about the rivalry between Lancashire and Yorkshire and getting those mixed up and etc. So there you go. The more you know. Uh, yes. Uh, and the goal scoring was opened by Chris Wood. Um, Love him. What a player. Excellent goal. Very fun to watch. Just Premier absolute League. chaos. Very Burnley. Yes. Uh, the Chris Wood header off the bar. Uh, some Burnley player getting absolutely crunched in the box. Um, and then in the advantage of a potential penalty, uh, a shot comes in. Chris Wood like pushes a Leeds defender behind him to keep Wood on sides and tips the shot right. in. And very fun. Uh, that being said, they could not hold off. Bamford would score. Um, in... I don't think he had the best match, but he would tip in a shot kind of similar to the way Wood did. Um, and, you know, a deserved 1-1 one, one draw. Um, not much yep. else to say. Pretty much. Agreed. Uh, moving um, on? Yep. Unless you have something to say? No, I don't. I... Yep, no, move on for sure. Top of the league? Top of the league, Three back-to-back 1-0 one. draws. Yeah, finishing the season with a goal difference of 38 after mm. completing all 38 matches with a 1-0 scoreline. Um, it was uh, the return of Spurs legend Sissoko, 48 hours after being sold to Watford. I know, so quick, the turnaround. Crazy. And you he was real good that. in this game, too, by the way. Really good. Yeah, there was one instance where it was a little shaky by him but a very good match especially you know he, um, I, I doubt he even trained with Watford once no he got applauded he got applauded by all you know all four corners of the of the uh stadium when he went off so yeah I had the impression that he was hated at Spurs no no they like him at Spurs I mean I don't know well, no go ahead because not be they didn't like him because he was, you know, great or anything, right? Just that he was a relatively hard worker and was decent yeah. and, yeah, blue collar player type thing. Well, yeah, just I I like Sissoko a lot because I don't know he he just he is that kind of player that kind of endears himself to the fans. I yeah, uh, I think it's a great pickup for Watford. So I'm kind of surprised. Uh, I mean, it's like a very very big step down for him. It wasn't you know I know he didn't play a on last season but the year before i mean he was integral to that side and he's he's only 32 like it's uh yeah i think it's a bit of a coup for watford uh yeah for three million pounds yeah uh, nothing. unreal signing yeah. uh yeah. it but however this match um started in absolute chaos uh there was like a harry kane got pulled down in the box, penalty mm -hmm. shout, and then Watford went up the other side and the defender blocked the shot to prevent mm -hmm. a goal. Um, I thought Emmanuel Dennis continued his great start yeah. this season. 
Uh, hopefully, you know, for his sake, I hope yeah, his head's on straight and everything we talked about last week. Because, you know, it, it'd be great if he turned everything around and the ghosts that have plagued him. Um, and then uh, the, I guess, very Spursian uh, Hyungman son scoring yeah. one of those free kicks that you're not sure if it's wonderful or it's this is a, a capitulation goal. by the defense. This is a terrible goal. There you go. I so this is it not a good goal. This is a, this is so this is for people who didn't see it. Son is out wide left taking a free kick from outside the box, obviously like fairly far outside the box. He swings it in for a cross. The goalie backman I guess either can't see or he is in two minds about it, kind of jerks forward, and then just looks at the ball as it slides past him into the back of the net. This is a fluky goal. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a bad goal, <laughs> basically. So yeah, the reason I say it's a bad goal would be because the flight of the ball is pretty low. So if right. Bachman runs out at a 45-degree angle and cuts off those defenders he can catch the ball and no goal is conceded. However, by not coming out, the ball is then placed in a position where he doesn't know if he should dive and catch the ball or if a defender is going to get a touch on the ball and redirect it. So he's Mm. completely frozen, expecting a defender, like where he has to stay in case the defender touches it. But if no defender touches it, then it goes directly in. So depending on what, you know what narrative you want to push you could argue this was a smart placement by son or you could argue it's a shit goalkeeping by daniel bachman um, right i'll i'll say 50 50 it's whatever okay. um i don't think daniel bachman's very good um yeah I so mean, i'll say it's shit we'll def- see, shit goalkeeping i think we'll see um moving on to our final recap um Thinking back, I really don't know how good of a match this was. I would say frenetic. Not this is a, not a good match, in my opinion. There you go. Sorry. Um, um, no, li- listen. I think Wolves are very fun to watch, essentially only because of Adama Traore, who is just like... I mean, he's a delight to watch. If I was a Wolves fan, I would be like tearing my hair out all the time because it's just like, oh my god, like, please do something um like in the final third uh manu weren't good it was a bad goal the winner was a bad goal it was like a greenwood classic out on the right shoots it across goal but this time it like takes a bubble or a bubble uh, not even it it, like kind of just hits the goalie and then goes underneath the goalie into the back of the net um and it i mean like I don't really know what else to say about this. It's like, you could say, if, if this was like March, you would say, oh, this is like a win of a team that is, uh, you know, right in there in the title race because like you win ugly games, you win when you don't play well. But like the game of the season, it's just like, man, you were bad. Like, so, and Wolves dominated and Wolves are dominated for all three games. They're reminding me of Fulham at this point. Fulham were great to watch last season. Didn't get any points. Wolves, Possibly might be the same. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, 
that's that's yeah that's that's kind of what i have to say about it i didn't think it was a very good game i i was watching a little bit of it and turned it off because i was like this is boring the uh wolves are the anti-spurs three kinda, zero yeah kind of kind of uh, including a game versus spurs um yeah. i before we move on to the next segment i just have mm-hmm. uh one question uh Please. Something that I thought was very interesting is Manchester United supporters saying that they got away with one. Um, mm. The Pogba on Neves challenge leading up to the Greenwood goal. Oh, the Pogba. On to Neves. me, there's no controversy oh, at really? all. I don't. Oh, I okay. can't even see the contact on Neves. I think I, it's the. I think it's the uh, the intent. I I thought that I this could have been pulled back. I think. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I I reckon it could have been, but I see why it wasn't. Kind of thing. Yeah, not very interesting, yeah. but pretty much. I I didn't see anything. I don't you know I don't think it should have been pulled back. Um, mm. But supposedly it was the Neves reaction is what caused yeah nothing yeah. to be called um it was a delayed reaction just, so it made him look like he was faking it yeah i yeah. was just surprised to see manchester united fans talking about you know how they were lucky that the goal stood um hmm. yeah just you know a weird that's not kind of what you expect from you know a club who scored uh or fans of a club who scored a a late winner um yeah but yeah we have mm-hmm. concluded the recaps. Um, yes. I'm going to have to jump in and say, I'm so sorry, pod fans, but Blake, um, we're going to have to skip Blake's questions today because I am rapidly running out of time if we're going to do this next segment. I am so sorry. We're going to have to keep it for next week. That is very fair. Um, really quickly going about our, uh, I don't know what we're calling this. It's like oh, our yeah, predictions for like predictions our, thing. our three shots. Thing. Yeah. Um, Oscar got three points last week, one for hey. the accurate or one for one of his calls, and then two points for the perfect oh, prediction nice. of Liverpool Chelsea one one. Oh yes. Um hey, that's and I got two points. Um I also accurately predicted two matches, but oh, nice. uh I didn't get any correct scores. So Oscar starts spot. off with a uh plus one lead. Oscar, what are your three shots? Oh, uh, I'm excited about this. I want to go uh, Crystal Palace Tottenham. Uh, I think it's going to be the fourth 1-0 win for Tottenham in a row away from home. And then I did, I looked at that Man U Newcastle and I'm looking at lackluster performances from from Man U past two games usually means that they're going to pop off. uh, I think 4-0 to Man U. Um, I want to talk a lot about Cristiano Ronaldo, who is obviously returning to Man U uh, this weekend's pod when we do the transfer stuff or, you know, next pod when we do the transfer stuff, because I have a lot of thoughts about how terrible of a signing it is. And then um, I am also going Everton 2, Burnley 1. Rafa's revival continues. And my three shots will be uh, Norwich 1, Arsenal 1. Love that. Uh, That's a good one. So you said that if Arsenal lose to Norwich, I reckon lose, will he get gets sacked. If yeah, draw, so I do not. Won. Yep, yeah. there you go. Uh, Burnley one, Everton nil. Uh, just 
you know. Oh, I'm sorry. We did the same one. That's my bad. I didn't see it. Oh, uh, don't worry about it. That's fine. Um, we c- predicted different things, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, Brighton 3, Brentford oh, Zilch. I like this um, one. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I just got one of those feelings. Three, though. Three for Brighton. That, that would be a capitulation from Brentford. Oh, I like that. That's a, that's a feisty prediction from you there, Blake. Okay. Cool. All right. I like this format Thank we're doing. You. Three. Very sweet. Very quick. Okay. All right. On to the game. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I actually have, you know, no idea how to... Oh, there you go. Okay. Oh, I'm so gonna... this oh, game okay, is our uh, 20-man, uh, one player from each Premier League side. Uh, we have to create a 20-man squad to win the Premier League. We will uh, take this team and we will... Uh, at the end of the season, look at the total number of fantasy yep. points scored by each player, and we will determine which one of our teams won the league. Uh, the way this goes is uh, Oscar will go first um, because, uh, you know, reasons. He's younger, oh, okay. I guess. I, uh, uh, I, was gonna, I got a coin flip simulator. I was going to flip a coin. Okay, heads, you go first. Tails, I go first. Okay, I'm flipping flip. it right now, okay? uh it's tails is that me yeah Yeah. i was tails so the way this will work is i will pick a club and draft my player from that club uh we have each written down two players from each premier league club so if i take oscar's player then all of a sudden (gasps) uh, he will have to pick his second player and with my first pick oh my goodness I will take this. The problem with this is I have to think about it in terms of fantasy points. Um, yeah. So uh, with my first pick, I will take Kevin De Bruyne from Manchester. Yeah, City. easy one. Damn it. Okay, I'm putting him away. He's gone from mine. I obviously also picked him as one of my two. And who are you taking instead from I... Manchester City? Oh, from Manchester City. Who am I taking? He said, I'm taking Ruben Diaz. There you go. Uh, so I have a midfielder. You have a center back. Uh, now you get to go first. You get to yeah. pick. I am going step. to pick from Tottenham Hotspur, Son Heung Min. Very fair. I yes. picked. Despite the likelihood that he will be leaving in January, I picked. Oh, Harry you reckon? Kane. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Harry Kane. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um. So it is my turn next. Um, and I will be picking. I I don't know how fantasy with defenders works, but from Liverpool, I will pick Virgil Van Dyke. Oh, damn it. Damn it. Um, okay. From Liverpool, then, I have to pick Mohamed Salah, which is not a travesty, but... Van oh, yeah, boo for you. Yeah. Uh, your pick next. My pick next will be uh, Romelu Lukaku. From Chelsea. From Chelsea. Yeah. All right. He was my second pick for Chelsea, mm-hmm. so I get to stick with my first pick, yeah. Golo Conte. 
Conte is a great, great, great pick. Great pick. Um, Who's next? You? Yeah. Yep, it is me. Um, and I will go with one of the clubs I had a harder time picking a player from. Mm. And there's two I have in mind, but I think from Arsenal, I will take their only promising player, Bukayo Saka. Damn, damn. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I'll go Erdegaard, who is objectively a great player, but probably will be terrible for Arsenal. But, you know, it's the second best you can get at Arsenal, essentially. Yeah. So my second pick from Arsenal would have been Sam Sambi Lagonga. Oh yeah, uh, true, true, true. Just because I looked at Arsenal's squad and I was like, I genuinely don't know which yeah. two players I could pick from this. Yeah. I I believe it is your turn. Um I I'm gonna pick Rafa Varan. From Manchester United. Okay. Um, that is fine. Uh, Varane was not one of my two players from Manchester United. I had Luke Shaw and Maguire. Um, you, you hate both of those players. Absolutely. You know, but I, I had to. But you think they're I good? I had to pick some Manchester there United players. I think, you know, in terms of fantasy, they'll do fine. I'll pick. Yeah. Um, I'll pick Big Slabhead. Big Slabhead himself. That's my player. Yes. Um, okay, that makes it my turn. Uh, I have to think about what positions I have. And yeah, don't I know. Have. I've just uh, I've just been thinking that too. Um, I think next I will go. Uh Man, Southampton James Ward Prowse. Even though I think yeah, he wasn't very good. Um, I'm going Saliba from Southampton then, because James Ward Prowse was also my first pick. William Saliba's on loan at Southampton. Oh, I'm sorry. What's his name? Salisu. I meant sorry. Salisu. Salisu yeah, Mohamed Salisu. Not Saliba. He is at Marseille. Um, I will next go for. Uh, Declan Rice out of West Ham. Uh, as you can see from my spreadsheet, uh, I had Declan Rice as my backup yes. from West Ham. Which is why I uh, quickly <laughs> chose him. I took uh, Sufal. Uh, very, just very because solid. He is a great he, player. Yeah. Uh, Our most I consistent like, I, I, I need a right he back. So. He is wonderful. I love him. Is um, it my you, turn next? Yep. All right. Um, I am uh, going to stick to... There's only two players I could take from Newcastle. Um, it was Martin Dubrovka um, mm. or Alan St. Maximin. Uh, Dubrovka is likely going to miss the first few months, so I will take oh, Alan okay. St. Maximin. Damn. Obviously, also my first pick. Um, for Newcastle, I will go Willock as my backup, which I think is a risk because I think Willock will be terrible this season. Oof. Ouch. Ah, yep. My heart. Sorry. I think it's a horrible well, move for him. 
Ouch. Oscar, I didn't I know. know you felt this. Sorry. One. I really do. I think it's a terrible move for his career. We can talk about Ugh. it. Transfer, deadline okay. day, you know. Yep. Okay, next, me. I will go uh, Wilf Ndidi for a double pivot of Rice and Ndidi, which is insane. Um, from Leicester. Uh, that is a pretty beastly double pivot. It um, is. I didn't actually pick Ndidi uh, for my Leicester City picks. Mm. Um, I was looking at the midfielders that, you know, I, I made my, my first choice from each club first. I was like, what yes. kind of midfielder do I need to really win yes. the Premier League? I unfortunately wasn't thinking, like, who will get the most fantasy points. Uh, right. But I yeah. will take from Leicester City, uh, Tillemont. Yes, great player. Love him. Yeah, Probably knowing nothing about Leicester at some point, but yeah, knowing nothing about fantasy football means I just picked whatever players I thought were really good. Honestly, uh, same. I know nothing about fantasy football. Um, next goals and assists. Up, I'm pretty. Isn't it confident. my turn? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. You are correct. How dare you? I'm so sorry. Uh. I have only picked one winger so far, so I will take my second winger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is Leeds United Rafinha. Damn it, Blake. I wanted him. Um, my backup for Leeds is Meslier, who is a good goalie, but probably bad on fantasy. Well, I don't know. I just so, don't know how it works. Because maybe he you... faces a lot of shots, but... Yeah, I bet you saves is huge in fantasy. Probably, probably. So more so than goals conceded. Not bad. All right, your take. Me, I will take. I will take uh, Martinez from Villa as my like goalie. Although that's not really how we're doing this. But if I had a starting eleven, he would be in it because he is amazing. Sorry, who did you just take? Martinez from Villa, the goalie. From Villa, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to grab Danny Ings just because. Very solid. You know, in the way I think fantasy works, uh, yep. I'm, sure he, I'm sure he's quite good. Uh, my turn next. Um, mm. This is an interesting one. This is a player who I thought, who, like, this is what I was really thinking fantasy. Um, and Milivojevic from Crystal Milivojevic. Palace. love that. I figure, I once again no idea how fantasy football works, but yeah, he's probably the man scores free kicks, scores yeah. penalties. I, I'm sure that counts for something. I'm sure it does. Um, I will go with Wilf Zaha, who I've been dribbling stats. Maybe I don't think he gives a shit about playing well anymore to be honest but he's still a wonderful talent so hopefully he will give me points um so now i need a so i i have a i recognize that i have a lot of like random players but i actually i think i can come up with a starting 11 and i think i need a right back so this one is a very very risky one because he's currently out injured but i guess lampty to return and be great not terrible it's a long season so that's what i'm gonna do very interesting. Um, I took. Uh, oh, my! Unfortunately, my backup was uh, Lewis Dunk. But yes, hate him. 
I do not need another center back. So I took Eves Basuma. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. Uh, I Eve's for the flair. He's a fan of so Eves Basuma. He is so good. Love him. Um, that means it's my pick. Um, and I'm going to pick the best goalkeeper in the Premier League, Burnley's Nick Pope. Nick Pope, he's great. Um, so at this point, I don't know about you, but I'm good. I have a starting eleven, so I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes, I do. So, do I have a left back? Oh my god, I don't have a left back. Uh oh. Oh, I guess I can put Salisu out at left back. It doesn't matter because we're not yeah. actually playing fantasy Premier League, so it doesn't matter. So I you will go. A, you can do a three at the back yeah, and yeah. put Lamptey yeah, at yeah, right yeah, mid. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um. Uh. I'm gonna go Chris Wood, who uh, is just incredible. I love him, and hopefully picks up a lot of points just by being Chris Wood. Next, yeah, set okay, a record only this weekend. One, two, three, four, five left. Okay, I'm just gonna go straight in and say Adama Traore. Surely that man picks you up like hundreds of points every single match day because he just dribbles 15 times a game. Dom Traore. Yeah, once again, no idea how fantasy works. Yeah. So <laughs> I stayed away from Traore because I figured he doesn't score and he doesn't get oh, assists. Yeah. That's so, true, but it can't only I shouldn't be about that. Pick we him. really should have researched this more before we did this, but there you go. There you go. Um, I was between Connor Cody and uh, Nelson Schmedo, uh, and I am going to go with opinion. Nelson Schmedo. He's so bad. I, I figure he gets, he gets assists. I hate He's a horrible player. But go off. Uh... <laughs> I next up um is it me? No, it's you. No, it yep. is me. Um I'm going to steal Ishmaela Sar um, who I think is the yeah, obvious choice surely. from Watford. Um I'm going to go Troost Ekong. Who's that? I love him. center back. I also love him. I've seen interviews with him. him. He's a wonderful person, well, seemingly. Probably not, but you know, seems like it. Um Troost Ekong center back. Cool career. He's been everywhere. Um. Yes. Next, I will. Well, there's only three left. I, I'm gonna. I mean, I guess Dominic Calvert Lewin from Everton. I mean, there you go. I'm just gonna take him. Right, there you go. I'm sure he gets a ton of points. I built. I I made my Everton pick thinking, okay, who is the best, uh, wide defender in the Premier mm. League, and when healthy. Luca Digne is by far the best wide defender. Uh, yes, he is. Agreed. Uh, so I took him. Uh, super injury prone. <laughs> Not sure how many matches he can play this year, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Good player though. Uh, um, it's my pick. Uh, and uh, oh man, I don't know who to pick. I have one. Where like we don't know anything about who's going to be the main goal and assist person for this club, and one where there's only one person who could potentially be the goal scorer. So I guess I'll take Ivan Tony ex Newcastle from Brentford. Okay, um, I'm going with Mbwemo. Then that's my backup. Obviously, I had Tony as my starter as my first pick. I think that's fair. I think maybe Mbwemo has a better season than Ivan Tony. Possibly. Possibly. Um and then finally, 
uh, Norwich. And uh, do I have to go with my first pick? I mean, it's... No. I, oh, then I'll go Tim Krull. My first pick was Pookie, but I have a lot of strikers in, so I'm trying to like balance it out better than I have been. Yeah, and you get Tim Krull once per match will make a wonder save. The problem yeah, is he, he also concedes a lot of goals. Um, I have uh, Milot Rusicha and Todd Cantwell as my two Narch players, but I would probably pick Todd Cantwell, but I don't know if you've seen this trend. If I don't pick Cantwell, I got my first pick for every single team, which I don't know if that means I'm really shit or I'm really <laughs> lucky. Uh, maybe a mixture. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, there you was, go. I like this. I'm very, like, this is a long way away, but I'm fascinated to see how this plays out. We should do, like, periodic check-ins, I reckon. You know, like, every couple months or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can, I can keep track of all that stuff. Yeah, um, that being said, actually, Oscar, yeah. I will make you stay for one question. That's fine. Um, just because it's the theme of this podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. You're this right. player, he is 26 year old. 26 yeah. years old, so not even in his peak yet. Not even in the uh, peak yet. Okay. He started his career at Kane, where he was unbelievable. Burst onto the scene. He was like 16 years old. Uh, before a, a money move to AC Milan, uh, where he had a decent time uh, and very successful loan spells at Montpellier, Genoa, Watford, which was the theme of my questions. Um, okay. But I will move that theme to next week and then Torino and then he moved to Torino permanently before he went to this club and he's now on loan at a different club can you tell me where Mbai Niang is Mbai Niang yes uh, I can tell you and I am so confident that I know where he is that I think that you think that he's still on loan at this club and he is not ouch yeah. Oh man. So Mbainiang, you think he's on loan at Al Ali in the Saudi Pro League? He is not. He is. He's at Ran, which is his parent club, and he he had a terrible loan spell in the Saudi Pro League, and now he is back at Ran, and he is being linked with Celtic and Porto. I think um, that is like me flexing my full transfer random player brain muscle. That, that's not even yeah you're absolutely correct that's not there even you like go. updated what it's, it's not even because, updated uh, on I transfer marked i obsess so much over like transfers that i read like all the everything i can and i was reading scottish like i was reading celtic stuff and so i was reading about him basically yeah. sorry can you uh can you spell the name of the club he's currently at uh, R-E-N-N-E-S. I think it's pronounced Ran. In French. Is, oh, hold on. Let me... Am I thinking of the right player? Mbai Niang, right? So, okay, okay, yeah. So this confused me because they spell, they spell it differently in oh. English and in French. Oh. So, oh, it's like Stad René in English? He, yeah, where it's right, N N E S. So then I was like, oh wait, is Oscar like mixed up? Because oh. it's 
are, are Renee and Ren two yeah, different the clubs? They're the same. But okay, yeah, there you go. Oscar there continues go. his Ren. impressive uh, score Boom. of Boom. guessing where Wonder Kids are. Uh, with wow, that what being a player said, he was back in the day, by the way. Unreal, 2011. So so oh, good. He was so good, and now he is at a crossroads. Yeah, but Celtic's a good club. Celtic are a good club, indeed. They are. And Porto are a better club, so you never know. All right. With that being said, Oscar has to get out of here. So I please, do. I you know, everyone. leave a review, email us, tweet us, yes, blah, blah, yes, blah. Yes. And please, uh, please, take please. care. Thank you. Bye. I'm standing.